In this episode, I talk with Annabeth Simons, an educational advisor at Humanities. Previously, she was involved with the pre-university college where high school students tackled a societal problem with design thinking. In this episode, we talk about the different styles of teaching in design thinking and how the scientific process and design thinking are quite similar. Welcome, Annabeth, here in the studio in Wijnhaven. Nice to have you uh, live in front of me after uh, all of these online meetings that we've had. Maybe it's nice you can share how we met, because it was uh, in the theme of design thinking. Yes, we uh, we met at uh, Schouwburgstraat in The Hague. Uh, and there I was doing a design thinking course with secondary uh, school students. And at the same time, uh, you were giving a workshop about design thinking uh, to uh, people of the Dutch government. So there was a nice coincidence and afterwards we uh, decided to connect on this topic and uh, we've already shared some experiences and materials uh, before. And now today we're going uh, to talk about design thinking in the classroom and specifically how you used it in the pre-university college class urban design lab. But before we do that, how did you come across design thinking? I came across design thinking through a Erasmus Plus project developed by the Leidse Aanpak. And they started uh, to develop uh, toolkits on design thinking that could be used uh, in secondary classes for teachers. And the project was about uh, pupils learning doing research and to provoke uh, creative thinking uh, among the students uh, more. And um, how did you then use it yourself? What did the program that you taught look like? I developed a pre-university college program in The Hague, the Urban Design Lab for secondary school students from uh, The Hague schools. I thought that one course should be about the challenges the city of The Hague faces. And um, I thought that the pupils living in The Hague and going to school in The Hague see these challenges every day around them. I, s- I started to look for stakeholders also in the city and lecturers uh, at Leiden University who uh, do research and teach about these challenges like plastic pollution in the city, segregation in education or social connectedness in the Hague markets. I think the high school students can really relate to these uh, these challenges that they see around them. Yeah, they they face these uh, challenges themselves. For example, in the first phase of design thinking, empathize, they could talk also with their fellow uh, students in the high schools and and, uh, with the teachers on the secondary schools to know uh, what could be uh, the real uh, issue uh, behind uh, a certain uh, challenge. And uh, what were some of the solutions that the students came up with? Well, there was uh, one uh, challenge about plastic pollution at secondary schools. And, well, there's too much plastic (laughs) at the schools, too much uh, waste. And they thought it would be helpful to uh, uh, organize a uh, three-day event at the schools and to invite speakers and to have activities about uh, plastic waste and also well, removing the plastic uh, pollution at the schools. And have you heard if it, uh, if it worked, if there's now less plastic in the schools? Uh, at the end of the course, the, the pandemic uh, started, so that's why they couldn't really uh, organize uh, the solutions. Uh. Oh, that's a pity. Well, then I guess that also solved the problem because now there's no one in the schools or less people in the schools, uh, so yes. no plastic either. Yes. Um, 
And in this course, you worked with several uh, teachers who all guided a group of students. How did the teachers experience uh, working with design thinking? Design thinking is really also about, uh, it looks like doing uh, research. So there are different phases in design thinking that are uh, similar to doing research, like the define phase where you define the problem. Here you have to define your research question. They really uh, like to, to do this because it's really about learning the students uh, to find also scientific theories and papers uh, on, on a certain uh, solution and also uh, learning them to do the research uh, process. Lecturers uh, really had to get familiar with the design thinking uh, process <laughs> uh, because it's a, a group of students you have to uh, supervise that asks uh, different skills uh, of the teachers. Yeah, and I can also imagine that in the different phases of design thinking, a teacher needs to do different things. So sometimes you have to make the students more enthusiastic or really sort of push them to take a step. But other times you really have to sit on your hands and let the students take the wheel and maybe see that they're going to fail a little, but that in the end uh, creates a better solution. Did you also experience that? The Teachers uh, had really difficulties uh, uh, with letting go uh, in certain phases, don't have control on, on, the, <laughs> on the process. Uh, so uh, that was the most difficult uh, part. But um, we uh, organized a training for the lecturers and decided together with the trainers which uh, do's and don'ts there are in every phase. Uh, so as a, as, a, as a lecturer, so what should you do what what is the aim of the, of the phase and what is an important uh, to supervise them uh, in a good way yeah can you give an example of uh, sort of the teaching style for the different phases uh, for example if you have the phase of uh, supervising a prototype phase could be uh, a reality check on the prototype or make uh, uh, tools available for the students to, uh, to build a prototype if it's a very practical uh, solution. But don't have expectations too high. Yeah, so that uh, if the students are going to try to tackle this plastic problem that they, in the prototype phase, that maybe you don't expect them to create a robot that will automatically uh, take away all the plastic in the schools. But Yes, yeah, that it's yeah. more based on reality and uh, yes. feasible for the students to develop. Yes. Great. I think that's a good example of the different styles of teaching that come with uh, design thinking compared to just giving a lecture. Because there, as a teacher, you have full control over uh, what you want to say. And uh, most of the students are happy to listen to you while you do give your lecture. And in design thinking, it's really a different approach and the students are have to be much more active than uh, just listening to a lecture. In design thinking and working with design thinking I've also noticed in myself but also in the, the people that I give the trainings to that it can give a lot of energy and, and there's always a lot of laughter and also silliness in the in the design thinking trainings. Have you also experienced that and do you have an idea of what makes that energy and fun emerge in this kind of courses? 
Well, I think the teachers like to do it because they uh, learn the, the students to dive deep into a problem. You work with uh, post-its and, and colors and you have to find uh, the child in yourself again uh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and that I think that emerges the, the energy. Children ask questions all the time when they are very young and that you have to find the child in yourself as teacher, but also as a student. Yeah. And I think it's also the maybe in the stereotypical view of a scientist, he's behind his desk or in the lab and just sitting and uh, reading and writing a lot. But with design thinking, you have people walking around the room with the post-its and uh, yeah, it's much, uh, like I said before, a much more active approach to research and tackling a problem. And how do you think that design thinking relates to the scientific education? You already mentioned that it's similar, but I think there are still some some differences. How do you see the similarities and differences? Well, uh, one important uh, similarity is uh, creativity. Uh, creativity is a very important aspect of doing uh, research and, and science. You can't do research without cre creative thinking. You have to come up with new theories, new models, uh, try new ways to build technical uh, instruments uh, for doing uh, research in physics or to come up with a creative uh, new formula in, the, in maths or... Uh, yeah, you have to uh, use your creativity to look at a problem from different perspectives and that's yes. in, in science but also in design thinking something that's really stimulated. Yes, <laughs> actually I can't really think of differences because also when you uh, are in the, in the phase of, of defining You uh, often, for example, in the humanities, you really have to uh, narrow down your, your research question to tangible research or if you uh, need to set up a psychological experiment. For example, experiments are uh, set up in a way that other uh, scientists can replicate it in uh, five or ten years later to see if you have the same results uh, from the experiment. And then it has to be really clear. But then you really have to define the experiment and uh, what you want to uh, know from the experiment. Yeah, so that's the in the define phase. You maybe start with a big problem in design thinking, but you always sort of peel it down to something that's really actionable and maybe doesn't tackle the whole bigger problem, but zooms in on one of the sub-problems that you try to solve. And this idea of being able to replicate the experiment, that's also something that comes back in the prototype phase where yeah, maybe in design thinking, it's a bit faster to, to uh, test and iterate after you've tried something. And then in science, you have uh, the whole publication process. So maybe on all of the prototypes, you would write a, a scientific article. And in, in design thinking, the practical uh, setup is more important. So after each prototype, you iterate and try to find an even better solution and uh, update your uh, initial idea. Maybe that's a, a difference, the speed Yeah, the, uh, yeah, definitely. The speed is maybe uh, different. Um, but again, the similarity, like you mentioned, the publication process. Uh, you have to uh, submit your uh, paper for a journal. Uh, you get a review with feedback uh, most of the time. And in the prototype phase, it's very important to give feedback on uh, each other's prototypes when you have more groups with more teachers at the same time. It's also quite similar. Yeah, yes. maybe the... 
who you get feedback from is different, but uh, you yeah. still get feedback. And also every scientific article ends with a uh, next researchers should focus on this question or add to my research by diving into a different topic that relates. Yeah, so there are quite some uh, similarities. And do you think there are pitfalls in using design thinking in education? I think there are pitfalls in uh, using design thinking. You might uh, have uh, too high expectations of your students. uh, And sometimes you need to accept that the prototype students come up with are not that fantastic. So it's more important to focus on the process they went through during design thinking. So if uh, it comes to grading your course or a part of of the course, it's important to grade the process and not only the product. To look at where the students were when they started and where they are at the end and not necessarily of, of the quality of the work that they they delivered yes. in the end, yes. but more the personal development that they will probably yeah. go through uh, because design thinking is set up in a way that you have to fail fast. And that's not something that we uh, teach our students often in uh, different university classes. And do you have an advice for teachers who want to start um, with design thinking in their courses? Uh, yes, uh, well, I think it's important to uh, just start small. So try to uh, implement a small assignment with the design thinking. And it's also uh, helpful to follow at least a short training uh, to get familiar with design thinking. And well, the last advice I would give is that you really have to learn to let go. So don't uh, judge yourself when uh, when you fail at the first time, but um, slowly you get uh, more familiar and then you can really uh, guide your students uh, through uh, the process of design thinking. I think it is also important when you do the design thinking that if you do it uh, too slow, then you get the feeling that you (laughs) fail. So you really have to keep the the speed in the process. So you can uh, do it uh, in a whole course, but you could also do it in one tutorial, for example. Yeah. So that you also give yourself the opportunity to go through the whole process once and then try again and maybe uh, spread it out, find a little more depth in each of the phases, but start small in this. Yeah. Maybe we also do one hour sessions of design thinking just to give people a taste. Uh, And that's a good way to start as a teacher to get some experience. Definitely. All right. I think uh, that rounds up our interview for today. Thank you for uh, joining me here and for your insights on uh, design thinking in the classroom. In the fifth and final episode of this series, I will talk with students about their perspective on design thinking in the classroom.